Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. The road to Roland Garros is paved in European clay. Six more weeks of action before we reach the Terre Battue of Paris. The men are in Spain and Serbia, where these two superstars have returned to their homeland, looking for redemption on the red dirt after falling short in Monte Carlo. Plus, seven of the top ten women in the world are headlining the action in Stuttgart. It's the longest-standing women's event in Europe, and the winner gets... A new car! So what's trending and who's posting? We're checking the hashtags and handles from all the tennis platforms. It's time to bend it like Benchich on TC Live right now. We are sliding into RG like DMs. The road to Roland Garros paved with crushed red bricks. Four clay court events spread across Europe this week as we welcome you to TC Live, our 30-minute post-game show to get you caught up on everything in the tennis world. Welcome into our studios here in Santa Monica. Steve Weissman between the two heroes, Jimmy Arias, Paul Anacone. heroes. First yeah, time ever. Thank you so much you for got... <laughs> calling me a hero. <laughs> a hero to many. Yeah. Uh, Paul, how did Philip Krajinovic get this done? I'll tell you what, it was uh, incredible. Uh, we were sitting in there, Jason and I in there scratching our heads going, wait a second, his turn, no his turn, his turn, no his turn. I mean, the momentum <laughs> at the biggest moments, Krajinovic up a set in 5-3 serving for it, and then down 3-1 in the third, down break point. Just one of those crazy matches that you shake your head at and go, what happened? But no one, I, I didn't feel like either one choked Jimmy. It was actually pretty good tennis. He was down a couple of rackets as well. That's I, thought, true. I thought for a minute we would get a default. He went the smash and then almost throw yeah, it into the, it. and I was thinking we're back on in a minute. And then, <laughs> no. We were waiting for you, but we yeah. were right here. We were all set to go. And then an hour later, here <laughs> we are. Back. All right. Well, Rafa Nadal, not the only champion in Barcelona. Kay Nishikori, two time winner. That's right. Nishikori. Won this event back-to-back 2014 and 15. Also made the finals in 2016. Comes in unseated for the first time since his debut back in 2011, Jimmy. And today, taking on Guido Pela, it would not be easy. No, the first set was the best tennis that we saw in the match. And it was actually Guido Pela who was able to sort of control things. He was ripping that backhand flat cross court. He was hitting heavy topspin on the forehand. And Nishikori was struggling with his forehand. A lot of unforced errors throughout all three sets. On the forehand side, he does have a tremendous drop shot. Very tough to read that drop shot. Nishikori managed to gut through that second set in a tie break as Pella had served for it and jumped out to a four-love lead in the third set. But even as he got that four-love lead, he still didn't quite look himself, Nishikori. Still making a lot of forehand errors, wasn't happy with the serve, had lapses in energy where it was a little bit up and down. When his footwork was right, he was playing great, but at times his footwork wasn't. So he got through this match. He competed well. 
he's going to have to improve a few things if he wants to win the title here in Barcelona. It's a pretty loaded field, and he didn't play at the level that he needs to. Pella hasn't won a match since January, so tough one for him as he had chances. Christian Garin up next for Kenny Shikori. How about another top five player, formerly Joe Wilfred Songa, only one win this year. Paul taking on Igor Yurasimov. Yeah, it's really interesting. We just wonder how healthy Joe Wilfred Songa is, right? We saw him grimacing a few times during this match. He hasn't been healthy for a long time, trying to get some matches under his belt. And Yurasimov did a really nice job, played the big points better. A telltale sign is Songa He's only winning 60% of his first serve points in this match, and he didn't have any aces. So, you know, there's something not quite right for Joe still. And uh, the first things first is he's got to make sure he's really healthy. And he's also that stage in his career where maybe you go through those doubts. If you're not real healthy, how much do you keep playing? Just turned 36 this past weekend. I'm curious because we saw two guys, Kane Ishikori, former world number four. Joe Wilfred Sunga, former world number five, Case 31. Both have struggled with injuries trying to find that form of yesteryear. Will either of them find it again? I mean, obviously, Nishikori's still 31, as you said. So I think he's got time to find that form again. The problem is he doesn't serve big. So his game, he has to win every point. When he's winning matches, he has to win all four points in, on his service games. That's difficult. Um, Sanga, you get a sense it's been a couple of years now. The injuries, he's not, as you said, Paul, not serving big enough. That was really how he made his career was finishing points, one, two, pretty quickly. He's not able to do that right now. If he can't, then no, he's not going to make it back. Yeah, and I think the challenge is, and you remember this as I do, at the end of your career when you start getting hurt and you're in pain a lot and you can't do what you once did, it's very easy to create doubt in your own mind and you try to figure out why you're actually playing. Both guys have had great, successful careers. Now they've got to redefine where they are. It's going to be an interesting question for either one of them to ask. All right, Kane Ishikori could potentially play Rafa Nadal in the round of 16. Meantime, the ladies are in Stuttgart, Germany. we got seven of the top ten, four former champs. The winner drives away in a new Porsche, Jimmy. I know you like that. Uh, world number 12, Belinda Bencic, playing the German qualifier. And this one, she would slip and slide all over the court, but, but get the victory. Yeah, she was struggling to keep her feet throughout this entire match, and that's an example of it. She was playing a 17-year-old chunk that's her first WTA Tour match, first tournament ever, and she's a tricky player. Bencic was struggling because Shunk, a lefty with a heavy topspin forehand, a little bit of slice sometimes on the backhand, and Bencic first set didn't quite feel her way through the match. She was struggling with that shoulder high backhand, but as the match wore on, she really started to take control, even though she did trip over the net as well. <laughs> and she was asked afterward about those falls. Take a listen. We had some problems in the first set uh, with the surface. Uh, you, was, really? Is it, is it <laughs> some problems? What, um, uh, was it so slippery? I mean, my love affair with clay, it's, it's not so much. You know, I'm still like trying to improve myself on it. Um, I think I'm getting better. I'm just, you know, taking falls sometimes. So, and like hanging over the net uh, as well. Tough. First match of the clay court season. Maria Sakari doing the same thing at a career high 19 in the world. Paul coming off the semifinals in Miami, beat Naomi Osaka there. No trouble with former top tenor Andrea Petkovic. Boy, she's just riding that wave of confidence and hitting the ball so offensively. Got off to the big start, served out the first set comfortably. Was controlling the rallies extremely well. Didn't make hardly any unforced errors and was really able to do 
kind of what you wanted to do. Beautiful little flick feel lob here. And for Sakari, Steve, you and I were talking about it. How much is this confidence going to push her to the next level? 19 in the world. She's knocking on the door, in my opinion, to top 10 based on what we've seen. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. 24 winners. That was three times as many as Petkovic. Broke six times today. What do you like most about Sakari? Athletic. She hits a heavy ball. She can kind of do everything, and it's a question of belief. And now, obviously, she has that belief. She thinks she, she's listening to Paul. She's top ten. She's there you go. It. It's done. Right. She there just heard. She watches this show. <laughs> that's it. She probably doesn't even have to play anymore, right? No. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's called a career. Uh, she's got a tough one in the next round, though, as we take a look at our featured matches tomorrow. She takes on the winner of Jen Brady, Petra Kvitova. How about that for a first-round matchup, Paul? What else stands out to you? I, I got to look at the top of the screen and look at Alcaraz versus Tiafo. We've talking about the, the Spanish teenager for quite some time. Francis is, star I think, starting to play a lot better, has looked really sound. A few little bumps in the road, but that's going to be a great matchup. Especially when you get to see a 17-year-old Sebastian Corda. Is he the next sort of hope for America? It seems as though he is. He's got a tough first-round match as well against Bedinay. And the winner of that match takes on Aslan Karatsev. Seb Korda has got his number, yeah, right? that's no problem for that's Seb. He's got to get through the first one. <laughs> yeah, he's beaten him twice. Yeah, in the past year. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. And on two different surfaces as well. Fantastic. Oh. All right, uh, Jimmy and Paul, they're going to have some trivia throughout the week here oh, on good. TC Live. That is coming up later in the show. Plus, Prakash Armitage going one-on-one -on -one with the chairman of the ATP. Maybe some future collaboration between the men's and women's tours. We'll tell you all about it. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Jimmy, Paul, Steve back on TC Live. It is one of the biggest events on the road to Roland Garros. Don't miss any of the men's and women's 1,000-level action from the Madrid Open on Tennis Channel and TC Plus. Our live WGA coverage begins April 29th. ATP coverage May 2nd. That's the next combined event. Here's ATP Chairman Andrea Gadenzi with Prakash on a potential collaboration between the two tours. Of course, love seeing the men's and women's events together. Uh, what does that possibly look like in the future? Look, I think it's a, it's a great strength of our sport that we have a very strong women product. Yeah. I think it's a unique selling point. Our biggest event, our combined defense, want to see both. So I truly believe we need to start selling, packaging, and distributing the product as one product because we belong to the same storytelling starting in January and ending at the end of the year. We are working very closely with the WTA. We have now a joint marketing and social media department. We are also looking into aggregating the commercial rights. So it's, it's progress. Oh, we love to hear that. I mean, it would seem to make sense. What, what are the upsides for both tours, Paul? Look, I think it's a better product. I think uh, Andrea Gadenzi said, said the right thing. I think that ha whenever you have the diversity of multiple 
events with different genders. It's a great product. I think it is a strength of our sport. I wish there were more uh, combined events. I wish there were more venues that had the facilities to have bigger combined events. I think it's a great thing. Um, but just like everything else in our tennis world, it's a complex spider web of governance that really kind of restricts a lot of this stuff from happening. Very complicated. So, Jimmy, what would you say are the biggest challenges to this happening? Well, I think getting the two tours together, number one, prize money, sponsorship, all that sort of stuff right now is somewhat difficult. And also, just the ATP tour itself, there's sort of this, there's politics going on right now that you don't often see at this level, where Gaudenzi, and then there's the Djokovic group, and then you see Pospisil in Miami sort of complaining about Gaudenzi. So there's... There's a lot going on. The prize money has gone down, and that's one of the things that makes the players a little bit upset. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things, and we need the sport to sort of band together. And unfortunately, I didn't get to hear Gaudenzi because it wasn't in my year, so I didn't get to hear the... <laughs> I did that on purpose. I, yeah. <laughs> thank you for, thank yeah. you for doing that. But, you know, in the, in the end of the day... He's for it. He would like it to happen. In the end of the day, positive. there's huge stars on the WTA tour. Right. There's huge stars on the ATP tour. Bring Put them, them together. together. Let's make it... And they're the biggest stars in the world. I mean, right? Like Nine of the top ten earning female athletes in the world, tennis players. The top earning athlete in the world, according to Forbes... Roger Federer, a tennis player. You were a board member when you were a player, so what needs to happen to make this happen? Well, like Jimmy mentioned, there's a lot of stuff going on, and, and there's a lot of stuff going on internally with the tour between different uh, different areas of playership, uh, players that have different constituents, right? And the players have to figure out what they want to do. You know, is it the structure they don't like? Is it the people that are representing them in the structure? Is it the governance? There's a lot of different things that are happening, but Jimmy's right, Th this scenario, is one of the clearest and cleanest things really in tennis and in other sports businesses. One plus one here doesn't equal two. One plus one equals four. You get the men and women together, it's much more valuable. How you do that, how you share profits and revenue and how you give the stakes to the owners uh, of the tournaments and stuff, it's a different and complicated uh, conversation. If they can figure that out, it's a pretty valuable product. Oh, we found out today th there's going to be an app, at least next year, with, with the scores of the WTA and the ATP. Because th we Step miss that right more than anything, right? right? Well, we do, of course. Step in the right direction. <laughs> I mean, not having that app is a disaster this year. Let's get those tours together. All right, much more still to come here on TC Live. A little double duty for Ash Barty. She's the top seed in Stuttgart. She's also playing doubles with one of the top-ranked Americans. How would they fare? We'll find out next. Jimmy's going to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Arius Anacone Weissman back on TC Live. Ash Barty, an honorary UCLA Bruin, teaming up with Jen Brady to play former USC stars Caitlin Christian and Sabrina Santa Maria in some doubles action. Ash Barty, the volleys were on point. Ash Barty is the best volleyer on either tour. Men's or women's. I've never, I've almost never seen her miss a volley, so would expect her to be an excellent doubles player, and I'm not disappointed in any way. Jen Brady also an excellent doubles player. This is a team that they played together all the time. You would expect some majors to go in their direction, and this match was a pretty comfortable win. Yeah, great combo, right, Jimmy? You have the power of Brady, and then you have Barty at the net. You have great hands. They really help each other out. Look at Ash just closing in. You mentioned how well she volleys. It's just a routine three and one. The Bruins beat SC a couple days ago to clinch the Pac-12 title in women's tennis. So, once again, Bruins on top. A little eight clap 
as Jen Brady and Ash Barty get it done. How did she become an honorary member of the just team? Because well, she's like playing with Jen. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. that's and the other sweet. two were SC. I yeah. got you. It's All a right. house divided it it wherever you go. Okay. All right. <laughs> right? I've got you. <laughs> well, well. Let's go back to Barcelona. No Trojans, no Bruins there. But we have Jeremy Chardy. He made two semifinals this year. Nicholas Basilashvili, he won Doha. So both players coming in. Some, some good vibes, Jimmy. This was a tight match. Basilashvili didn't play all that well in Monte Carlo. So maybe the clay's not feeling it yet on the clay. And Chardy is a, a player that's been around for a long time, sort of settled into the level that he's at, serves pretty big, slaps the forehand around. Both of these players are going to come with power. Shardy doesn't mind getting to the net. He's become a very good doubles player over the last couple of years. And these two split the first two sets, but it was Shardy with the sort of I don't know how he waits so long and bends his knee so far for that serve, by the way. When you were young, you could do that. I mean, <laughs> could I, Jim? Yeah, at some point, he's going to have to bend his knee slightly less and not wait so long. <laughs> Shapovalov next for Shardy. Over in Belgrade we go. Filip Krajinovic made his first ATP semifinal here 11 years ago. Paul, he also beat Jimmy when he was 15. Come on. Today. Yeah. In practice. It was the first 15-year-old that ever took me down. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. A talented young man. And Krajinovic got that first at 7-5. 5-3 uh, had a match point and uh, saw a little rifle two-hander go down the line. This was topsy-turvy. Ouch. That's what Jimmy was talking about earlier. Oh, that He's was about to get defaulted there. I'll tell you what. We thought it was it. How about this, Jimmy? Trevelyan goes up 3-1, break point to go up 4-1, half volley passing shot down the line. He had been on an incredible hot streak, and it totally flips again. You know, what's funny is I just did last week a show with gambling in it. We were talking about the odds. This match, you would have lost huge money live odd betting <laughs> all over the place. I Everybody mean, will lose. Up and down and Everybody up and down. I mean, lost. it was incredible the way that thing. Back and forth, yeah. yeah. Was that you smashing the racket when you lost to Krajinovic when he was 15? No, Jimmy would never smash a racket. I can vouch for him. Uh, no, I'd smash a racket in practice, and that was in practice, but I, I don't think I smashed a racket. How do you remember racket? practice sets? I, remember, I can't remember tour matches. I, I remember losing to Tommy Haas because he rubbed it in my face afterwards <laughs> for the first time when he was a kid. And I remember losing to Krajinovic as well just because he was young and I was annoyed that I lost to someone oh that young. Oh, my goodness. Now, Paul, you went one and one against Jimmy. Did you ever? This is the feel like very, that's a replay of when Jimmy lost to me because he was like five <laughs> in the world and I he was, was up like a 90. set and you came and back. There goes the racket and then he was probably swearing at me on the changeover. So this was a very good reliving moment. There you go, yeah, Jimmy. And then again. I would have done that Jimmy on again. Paul's yep. head again. After there you go. The changeover. Another he got lucky, racket. He got, he got lucky he didn't get defaulted, huh? That was quite a bit, exactly. There was a lot of stuff going on there. A lot going through the head. I mean, it's smart that he, I mean, when he went to toss he that thing, he was that, like, that's going to be I it. I think that yeah. was almost a Djokovic moment where he knew, wait a minute, Novak got a U.S. Open. I'm, yep. I'm holding back. Good thing he held up on that one. <laughs> Good thing he did, yep. Paul. <laughs> Time to enter the social net here on TC Live. And how about our guy Steve Tigner on Tennis.com writing about redemption on the dirt for Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal in their home countries. Jimmy, who does this week mean more for? That's a tough one. I think it means a lot for both of them. I mean, Nadal obviously wants to get that Barcelona title for the 12th time. He's only won it 11 times. He needs a few more in Novak Djokovic. <laughs> I, th I think it means more for Novak in terms of just being his home tournament in his home country. I think if Rafa loses, it's not a big deal. But it is almost Rafa's home 
It's the closest well, to home. It's anything, closest to any home. court surface where there's red on it is Rafa's home. That's fair. That's, that's, that's pretty much. Reasonably fair. Yeah, okay. Yes. All right. Read more on tennis.com. Steve Digner with the piece. Former British number one Kyle Edmund had surgery on his knee. Paul going to miss several more months. Hasn't played since last October. Yeah, I know he's been struggling. We all know he's been struggling for a while with the knee. It's been really a rough go of it. But uh, hopefully this is the little correction that uh, Kyle Edmund needs to regroup and get a little time off and try to get healthy to play again. He's got a big game, and he's still a young guy. So get healthy, Kyle. We'll see you out there soon. He's got a big game, but he does run quite a bit because he likes to hit forehands from anywhere in the court. So that knee has to be feeling pretty good for him to be able to compete, or he's going to have to start hitting more backhands. All right, time to the uh, Jimmy Arias exercise portion of the show. Coordination drill, tennis at home. Can you do this, Jimmy? Uh, I haven't tried it and most likely won't. But if I did, I think at this point tomorrow, in my life, I would struggle. Tomorrow, Jimmy will be doing this on the show for yeah, all of us no, on I top Paul of this bring, desk. Paul will bring the rack. Oh, I could probably do that, I think. I'm Just, pretty sure I couldn't, which is not a great do, testimony to my skill set these I days. I certainly do some of these things. The left hand might struggle. So, you know, I'm not, the left hand doesn't do things well. I feel like you should add that to Taylor Fritz's warm-up routine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, good idea. Get a little good coordination idea. going on. All right, uh, center court all week long. Four different destinations in Europe. Two for the ladies, two for the guys. TC Live all week. The three of us will be here. More of the show next. Back on TC Live, time for the trivia. Paul, Jimmy, who was the last American man to win the ATP singles title in Barcelona? Jimmy, you can go first. Um, I'm going to go with Todd Martin. Okay. Many years ago. He says Todd Martin. Who do you think it was? Uh, I'm going to go with Todd Martin. (laughs) Oh, he said that? (laughs) I don't know. You're both right. Yeah. It was Todd Martin. I remember oh. Todd winning it. I couldn't think of anyone else winning yeah, no, it. Yeah, 1998. I shocked myself. I just happened to read that in a note somewhere <laughs> earlier because there's no way I would have come up with that had I not I been reading I remember Todd winning, uh, Todd winning. It was quick back then. And, and he was ranked low. And that was what he had been injured. He was ranked low. That's why I, I sort of saw underrated that Underrated clay court player, by the way. Yes. Just because of the style of play. He was not easy to play on clay. And that was best of five. He won that in four sets. Yeah, that was, yeah. Pretty, I, I'm proud of myself, and I'm a little disappointed that Paul gets. Some, I get credit. Like, of he it. gets a point. I get to tag along. Yeah, no, it's that, actually harder because he had to agree with you. Come on, it would have been difficult. easier to disagree, right? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's next? <laughs> Jimmy's going to start yelling at me. What's, what are we going? <laughs> I'm, up, I'm up one to a half. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, this is what's coming up tomorrow for you on Tennis Channel. We've got uh, we've got some big matches, Paul we got a great uh, bunch of matches coming up tomorrow, and if you look at these, uh, you take your pick. I talked about the guys at the top. Jimmy talked about Corda at the bottom. we got the Jen Brady show in the middle with Vidova. It's going to be a full day. I've been so impressed with Sinner this year, continue to be. So uh, last time I checked, we got it here in TC+. Plus. So just uh, pull up... Uh, Pull up your chair, and tomorrow we'll pull up a chair and maybe bring some popcorn. Maybe a belated birthday cake for you tomorrow. Is that right? Is today, well, today is my birthday. Yeah, so tomorrow so. will be a belated <laughs> yeah, so birthday. Where's, where's the cake? Why don't you... It's a belated cake. I didn't want you to get too much sugar in you before the show. Until tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And you'll be, okay. you'll be sugared up. Thanks for the belated wishes happy on the 25th. actual, yeah. on the day. Happy, happy, happy 25th, Steve. <laughs> 
You don't look a day over 24. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Have a great one. Thanks. Are you going to play tennis later? No. Come on. I can't today. I'm, why? I, I, I can't play tennis today. Are you going to play golf later or are you going to go tennis? No, I've got things to do, Jimmy. You do? Very you important okay. things to do. I'm, right. I'm going to have a chocolate souffle, though. I'll tell you that. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> I can't wait for my cake tomorrow. It's going to be the belated Couldn't get me a cake, cake on my birthday. I'm going to bring a belated you, birthday I'm cake. I'm going to bring you a belated birthday La- donut. Last time Huska got me actually a cake on my birthday, so it's a little disappointing. Huska, I'm not sure Huska ever got me a cake. Feeling a little envious right now. <laughs> I'll get over it. Jimmy, it's 1-1, Jimmy. It's 1-1 contest. Thanks for watching TC Live. See you tomorrow. <laughs>